What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Route Runners podcast. I'm your host, Jared. I'm James. I'm Shrieker. And we have the week 13 preview show for you guys. It has kind of been a slow week in terms of news, not a whole lot really going on. Uh, we got the official news that Christian McCaffrey's out for the season, which we kind of touched on a little bit. I don't really think that anyone is really expecting the Panthers to make a splash in the playoffs anymore. So there's that. We also had one of the better running backs of all time, Adrian Peterson, going to Seattle to maybe make a last-second push for the Seahawks. Uh, they need a lot of help in the running game. Do you guys think that this really does anything to this team? Not at all. I mean, the running game kind of sucks. I mean, Alex Collins is the RB1 kind of there now, and even he's not doing great performance-wise. And they're trying to incorporate DJ Dallas, and, again, he's not doing anything. So I don't think Adrian Peterson can help. Yeah, I, I don't really think – Peterson couldn't do anything on Tennessee – which was the mo- is the most run-heavy team in the NFL, or at least one of them. So I don't think that Adrian Peterson to Seattle does anything here. And uh, we also have Dalvin Cook is going to be out for two weeks. But I don't really, as a Vikings fan myself, I don't really see that as a huge problem, especially with Alexander Madison has been replacing him really well this year. So, yeah, it's a slow week in terms of news, but um, we still got a lot to talk about. Talking uh, – especially the Thursday night football game. Amari Cooper is going to be activated for this game. Dallas on the road against New Orleans. Uh, what are you guys um, thinking about for this game? I mean, I feel like the Cowboys should walk away with this one, judging how the Saints played last week. The Saints lost, right? Yeah. Their offense looked terrible on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, but then the yeah, Cowboys defense isn't the best either because they gave up 36 points to the Raiders. So, like, it's we're mainly looking for Cowboys and offense, Saints on defense. See how that goes out. And yeah, now with Amari Cooper back, Dak has weapons to throw to. So we'll see how he bounces back from that Thanksgiving loss. Uh, obviously, I think they will because the Saints are a pretty easy team to beat right now. If you as long as you just outpace their defense, actually outpace their offense. So uh, Cowboys should walk away with this one. But yeah, uh, Trevor Simeon. Oh no, starting Taysom Hill this week. Yeah, Taysom starting. So I don't know how that's gonna like adjust things like i don't know how i don't think it can get worse i think yeah i think i think it's worse than simeon because Taysom hill you do he's not he's not a great passer though yeah he's not he can probably do everything else except pass so i think the run he'll he'll keep it on the ground but camara's also out again officially not officially but probably yeah i, I don't I'll know about it. mark ingram but i'll check it you can keep going yeah and then so like as long as the Cowboys can contain Taysom Hill, then they should walk away with this one. But who knows? He may surprise everyone. Cowboys defense has been pretty exposed recently. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is looking like a, a player that is just one of those other, one of those cornerbacks. So, like, this Cowboys team could be exposed. I think that with Micah Parsons and Van Der Esch, they need to send a lot of pressure or else Taysom Hill is just going to take off. Yeah, so I'm also picking the Cowboys to win this. I, I really don't see Taysom being that big of a threat to – to the Cowboys, really, like obviously he's a he's definitely a bigger uh, upgrade than Trevor over S- Trevor Simeon, but realistically, I don't see him like really on the ground. Like maybe he's gonna get some some nice trick plays added in into the into the schemes, but I really don't see how much more he's gonna offer offensively to this team, where where it's really just they lack a QB. They're they're lacking some serious weapons too. I feel. Like I don't think I don't think anyone really 
or their their wide receivers are solid. It it really is QB, and I just don't think Taysom Hill is that great. Their defense is solid, but Dak's gonna Dak's gonna have a good night. He's gonna he's gonna at least have two touchdowns. So it's it's gonna be a good game, maybe for like the first half, and then third quarter is when Dak starts to take off. I kind of think it's gonna be a close game because New Orleans usually plays good at home, especially on prime time. Definitely. Uh, I also feel like Sean Payton's just a really good coach and isn't gonna like it, it's gonna be hard to see his team lose five games in a row. It's gonna be really tough to see that when they started five and two and now I know they're on their third their second string kind of third string quarterback now, but it's gonna be really weird to see that. I can honestly really see the Saints winning this game. Their offense looked like one of the worst all time. So I think that Micah Parsons is going to be the difference in this one. He's going to have a huge game. And I think that on that side of the ball, Dallas is going to uh, Dallas is going to dominate on like big third downs because Micah Parsons is going to be able to rush the passer very easily. And I just think that they're going to – I think that Dallas is going to win. They're yeah, definitely the better team. It's also going to be weird to see them losing three in a row also. These are two teams that were have been heading in the wrong direction as of late. So I like Dallas as well. All right, so uh, – we are now going to introduce uh, our next segment, and it is something new. Uh, obviously, if you listened to last week's episode, you have now realized that we are launching a website. And one of the things that we are the most excited about for that website is that we're going to be doing, we're going to periodically be updating our mock drafts. So we haven't, we don't have the entire mock draft laid out for you guys because we are obviously busy. We're college kids. We got a lot going on. But what we have is, um, Everyone is going to have a team that they're going to have to draft for. And everyone is just going to kind of give positions of of need and maybe draft ideas for each team. And we're going to have that mock draft laid out for you guys later this later this week, probably by around Thursday night, maybe, maybe Friday afternoon at the latest. You're, you guys are definitely going to want to check it out. We're going to offer analysis on some of the key teams that are going to have some some of the crucial picks in the draft. So it's it's going to be something you guys are definitely going to want to check out. I I definitely would want to check it out if I was an audience member. I uh, we are obviously big Penn State football fans, but we also know a good amount about the rest of the Big Ten too. So there are a lot of guys that you know, especially in the wide receiver group that we can can we can see being drafted by some of these teams that could really help out. So let's get right to it. The first pick in the NFL draft this year is the, at least so far, is the Detroit Lions. And James, you are up first with the Lions. All right, so the Lions, obviously they need a lot to address. I think QB is a big issue, but this isn't really a QB-heavy draft to kind of reach on a QB. So, I mean, they also need help on that D-line, and that's exactly who they should, what they should target in Kayvon Thibodeau with the first overall pick. I mean, he's the consensus first overall pick, and I think to strengthen that D-line, you need someone like him. All right, I would agree. I de- I definitely think that he's a generational kind of talent, and that the Lions could use that. Uh, the second pick in the draft is going to be the Houston Texans. Again, as of now, we're using the current draft order. Uh, obviously, the draft order is going to change throughout the rest of the season, but we're going with what we got now. So, Shrieker, you have the Houston Texans. What do you think they should go for? So, I think the Texans are in need of a huge rebuild if they trade Watson this offseason. Their current roster isn't good at all. I think, really, it's it. They have some really lackluster pieces around them, like Tyrod Taylor. Really, just a pl- uh, a plug-in guy for now, but he's not like the QB for the future. Right now, it 
for me, where the Texans stand in the draft is they should pick best player available just because they have so many holes. So, like, let's just say the Lions pick Aiden Hutchinson with the number one pick. Then I would for sure, if I was the Texans GM, I would immediately go after Kayvon Thibodeau, where, like, vice versa pretty much. Because I feel like it's those two players, they're kind of just, like, in their own tier in this. It's It really – I think, like, there's different, like, talent drop-offs within the draft as usual. But I think – Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau are going to make immediate impacts, whether no matter what team they go into. So, and it's a it's a edge rusher, it's a pass rusher. Obviously, any any team would love to have that. So that explosiveness, explosiveness. So if I'm the Texans, I'm going either Kayvon or Aiden Hutchinson or best player available. All right, so with the number three pick uh, this year so far is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and there are a lot of good defensive players that are going to be at least in the top of this draft, but I think what Jacksonville's got to do is that they drafted the quarterback last year. Now you got to get him some protection. Draft Evan Neal out of Alabama. He's easily the best offensive lineman in this draft. Um, Alabama uh, breeds offensive tackles all the time. Jonah Williams just a couple years ago is an example who went in the top 12. And Evan Neal is being projected to go there. I think, like again, you don't want to piss off Trevor Lawrence already. He already doesn't have, really have great receivers. But I think protection is more important. And he needs a lot of that. So I think that the Jags should go with an offensive tackle. Uh, next is the New York Jets with two picks in a row. So, James. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just like what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah the Jets need help. They definitely do. I think. Um, they could use O-line help. So if Evan Neal were still there and the Jaguars didn't take him, I'd take him, obviously. But the Jets could also use – I hate this. I know our roommate Jack would hate this pick, but they need corners, I'd say. So, like, if Stingley's there, I'd take him too. Uh, I, it's also kind of best available defensively for me here if Evan Neal's not here. If Evan – like, if the Jaguars take Evan Neal, i say just go best available on defense for both picks. And may, maybe get an O-lineman, but there aren't really as many good O-linemen besides Evan Neal, so – I just go best available both for defense. All right, next, also with two in a row. It's very weird this year. There are three teams in a row with two picks in a row. Uh, but we have the New York Giants. So, Shrieker, what what are you going to draft to fix this team? So, I think it, it really starts and ends with the question of, is DJ your QB of the future? I mean, if they want, they can go for a guy like Matt Corral or – May whoever wins the Heisman, maybe maybe they pick QB for instance. Well, Young and Strider, uh, not 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 Pitt, not like he's not going to win the Heisman, but like just someone who finishes the season off just like as like maybe like arguably the best QB, or if, if that person proves they're the number one in the in the combine. I mean, this draft, as Jared said earlier, is not QB heavy. Where yeah, the, it's kind of a weaker draft this year. Yeah, so. Really, it's if they maybe give DJ another year, but since they have two two picks, I feel like they could gamble a little bit. Uh, if they if they want, they can get Logan Rock. Logan plays corner back or safety. I think he plays both. Okay, yeah, plays. if they want, they can get his uh, replacement for the future with Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. I think he's a generational safety and him and McKinney together. Would be yeah, nice. He's he's a surefire or would it be him and Jabril? Because they're both safeties. Well, any combo oh, of that. Yeah. So just – I forgot about Jabril. Right? Yeah. He's a he's a surefire pick. He's going to make an immediate impact on that defense, which that – it looks like – like, and I'm not complaining here, but it looks like that should be like their 
their new culture where it's like they're a defensive heavy team rather than the offense. And if that's like their their type of tone, I'm I'm all for it. And if they want their offense is really just lacking some firepower. And for me, I'm picking Garrett Wilson maybe because I think their wide receiver depth is just so lackluster. That's a lot. That's a big hole for them. They traded for Galladay. Galladay doesn't even seem like he plays for the Giants that best because he's just not out there. He's out there, but he, mentally he's not there. And I'm picking Garrett Wilson if I'm the, the Giants, whoever their new GM is. Hopefully Gettleman's gone, but I'm hoping, hoping they get some offensive piece because it really just doesn't look good out there. If they want, they can go like maybe wide receiver and O-line. I know there's some other good, decent – O-line uh, first-rounders available. So if they want, they can go O-line and wide receiver, wide receiver safety, O-line safety, something in that comp- combination I feel like would be good for them. Interesting. All right, so next I have the Eagles. The Eagles currently have the 8, 9, and 14 picks. So they have three first-round picks all in the top half, which is pretty crazy. Um, I, I've never, I, I haven't seen that in a very long time. Uh, they can kind of just go anywhere. They, they, like, I, I don't know. There, there aren't like too many like glaring holes on this team. I don't, I don't think that the problem with this team really is much of the roster. I think they have a good defensive line. Their corners, Darius Slay, is a beast. Avante Maddox has been playing pretty well this year. If Kyle Hamilton is here, it's a steal, but he probably won't be here at eight. Obviously, again, they can move up in the draft because it's not the end of the season yet, but. I think they definitely with one of those three picks they got to go with the receiver Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. I think is definitely a move, but again, safety help for Kyle Hamilton really wouldn't hurt. So again, they can pretty much do anything uh, because they have three picks. They should probably honestly try and trade, maybe with Houston to try and get Deshaun Watson. That's just me, but we'll see what, what Philly does. Uh, next at the ten overall pick, so we basically skipped from four to ten because of the teams that have uh, multiple picks. Uh, we got the Carolina Panthers. So James, what do you I just think wanna add Carolina little, should do? I just want to add a little quick rant here. I I really just don't. I it really should be shunned for like the for like the Jets and Giants for even being in this position. I mean, obviously, it's I'm been sure. So long. I'm sure the fans are all happy if like they have high draft picks. But at one point, at like as Herm Edwards, former Jets coach, says, "You play to win the game," and really, it looks like sometimes they're just like, "Hey." Sometime in the future, we're gonna have a great team, but right now we're suck. And like, if you got, if you always have that thing of like, yeah, in the future, in the future, in the future, you'll never think about in the present, and you'll always stay in like just average or yeah. below average. And that's where the Jets have been for the past decade. So mm-hmm. that's where I just have to be. Gotta start somewhere. Yep. All right. So for the Panthers, um, I think if. Matt Corral's there. You should probably take him. He should be the first QB off the board because, I mean, if you've seen the QB situation in Carolina, it's a shit show. So either that or uh, roll with Cam. Like, I don't know. You can probably take an alignment here too. It's tough. I don't know. I, I'd say go QB and take Corral first off the board if he's there because they need the help. I'd probably agree. I think if Carolina's going to go quarterback this year, they're going to go – in the draft because they tried to do it in the offseason last year with Donald and it did not work. Uh, all right. So at the 11 overall pick is the Atlanta Falcons, uh, which is Shrieker's favorite team. So take it away. Yeah. So I think first and foremost, I think if there's any good pass rush players, 
you got to go and immediately take him because this team, I think, statistically offers uh, the worst in the league for pressures and sacks. So I think just having some sort of impact in the trenches will just be an immediate help for this defense. Uh, another another pit. So I think really it's it's kind of like a tier tier list personally for me, whether in like needs for Falcons, for the Falcons. And really it's just first and foremost, if there's any edge pass rush, you got to go for them first. Second, uh this isn't really that big, like big of a need. If like it's it's a controversial pick, but like if there's a solid QB out there, I would I would pretty much take him because I don't know if I want to wait another season. Just like maybe maybe you get a good pick, maybe you don't because Matt Ryan he's gonna obviously try to win and just keep his legacy alive. But I just think you know just draft a QB for the future. You know let him sit behind him. Maybe he turns out to be really good. I mean. There's been a lot of great QBs who have sat up behind a QB and they've developed really well. And if QB, you know, if Matt Ryan see, seems like he's going to be staying for another two years or so, then I would say go and go and get a cornerback because you got to pair someone with uh, AJ Terrell. AJ Terrell has had a really great season. I don't know if you want to say breakout, but it was just an amazing season so far for AJ Terrell. And you know, pair pair. AJ Terrell with another great cornerback, whoever that may be, whether it's the guy from Florida, LSU. I don't know if the LSU guy's gonna fall all the way to ten, but for, the same reason, probably not. Yeah, probably not. yeah. So just get a cornerback, you know, keep that make that secondary deadly and it'll be insane. All right. So at the twelfth pick, coincidentally, is the Minnesota Vikings, which obviously is my favorite team. School. Yep, school Vikes. Um I think that the thing that the Vikings are going to need the most this offseason is going to be a cornerback. Patrick Peterson's not going to be there. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt because he's on a one-year deal. And there are a lot of young corners on this team that haven't really broken out to be a one. So why not try and grab one with the 12 overall pick? Uh, Mike Zimmer's been terrible at drafting cornerbacks. So why not just um, – when if they have a new coach, because they'd be if they're drafting this high, I fucking hope that they have a new coach. Get a new corner. Um, safety help also wouldn't really bother me because Xavier Woods is not very good, and Harrison Smith is getting real old, so they're gonna probably need new safety soon. And offensive line help is never um, gonna be frowned upon for me. I like Christian Darius. What I've seen so far, the interior offensive line in this team is not great, so they can definitely use some more there. Because uh, and again that on the offensive line for this team has been so bad forever that I don't really it's not going to bother me ever if they pick one of them. Uh, at thirteen, we got the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so James, what do you think that the Saints should do in the draft? Uh, they should target offense, whether it be QB or receiver. Because well, I don't think they're going to pick a QB after Corral's off the board. Because I don't think any of the QBs up to that level. Maybe Malik Willis, but uh, Jameis is also like fine. Yeah, so I, I think Jameis should be there. Um, they should definitely target receiver, whether it be like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, even if they're like there. I hope not. No, Jahan to the Saints is something Jared would not want. But like Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave, if they're there, they should probably take him because their wide receiver one is what Marquise, Marquez Callaway. And once Michael Thomas comes back, they're going to need a nice pairing with him. And I don't think Callaway, Callaway is probably not the best. Or they can probably just get Olave as slot guy. So their defense has been pretty good. So I think they just need more weapons on the offense versus James to throw to next year. All right, next, uh, Shrieker, we got the Cleveland Browns. 
Yeah, so I think the the Cleveland Browns here, they could move away from Baker Mayfield. It's going to be a big decision, but if the Browns are ready for that decision, I'm all for it because Baker really hasn't proved himself to be a great QB. He doesn't really take them into clutch drives, clutch situations, and he, like, have the ball in his hands where he'll make the play at the end of the day. So I think, you know, if you want to make go for a – Maybe free agent QB, I'm all for it. If you want to go for a QB in the draft, that's also a really great great move too. If they want to get uh if Matt Corral is still available, I would go for him there. But yeah. And if not, then I would they heavily lack a wide receiver one now, I feel. Donovan People Jones is like a placeholder, but really he's just like a wide receiver two, fringe wide receiver two, wide receiver three type of guy. I think Getting a guy like Olave or Garrett Wilson would be un- insane here, and kind of just there. Both of those guys would be immediate fan favorites as they are literally from the state, playing in Ohio State. So I think it would it would be. I feel like it could be one of those moves where the Browns, if they have like just a really bad uh, ending to their season, and want to get the fans back into this, you know, just be like, hey, look, we're still we're still in win now mo- mode. Why not add one of your favorite players into this mix, Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson, and see how this thing goes? Yeah, the only problem with them moving on from Baker is that I'm pretty sure they signed the fifth-year option on him. Oh, okay. So, is there a sign-in trade or? No? I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I really don't know. The only so like, but also like, there isn't really a lot of holes on this team, right? Because, like, and, like, yeah, you can say that, like, they need a receiver, which they definitely do. But they drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones in 2020 and Anthony Wait, Schwartz. Really? Yeah. And they drafted Anthony Schwartz this year in the third round. So, like, they've drafted receivers recently. So, it's it's weird to see with the Browns because there's, like, not a whole lot of holes there. But they are going to be they're, – they're probably going to have a decently high draft pick. So, we'll see. Uh, next, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers and – I mean, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I mean, obviously, this is a win now, also a win now roster, and they are, like, they're wasting some of their players' talents. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, those careers are going to get wasted if Big Ben is there next year, or as Big Ben's career is declining, I should say. Um, So they need a quarterback. I don't care. Like, find one you like, whether it's Matt Corral, if he's there, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett from – Pittsburgh, yeah, thank you. That's probably that's I should honestly that's yeah, probably the one to go. The that, hometown that, kid. Yep, that would make sense. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I think that you gotta you know, it's been it's been a good career for Ben, but he's gotta go. And if they end up getting one in free agency, like if they end up getting an Aaron Rodgers, or say they end up trading for Russell, like I, well, they wouldn't have that pick, but they probably wouldn't have this pick anyway if they traded for someone. But if they do keep this pick, it's gotta be a quarterback. And if they again, if they end up. Having a first round pick and getting a free agent quarterback or so or whatever, target the old get the O line because they're gonna need protection and this O line sucks. Yeah. Uh next we got the Denver Broncos. Yeah. So another team that needs to target offense, whether it be QB or O tackle, because I don't think Bridge two glove Bridgewater is gonna get the job done in Denver. So I mean maybe he maybe they just draft a QB to kind of sit in for a year behind Bridgewater and let him develop. But obviously Bridgewater, Drew Locke are not QBs that can take your team to a a playoff run, even though the Broncos team right now isn't really looking terrible. But No, they're not. Um, I'd say also target a QB. I, I wouldn't 
Like if they're back to back QBs, I wouldn't care because that happened this draft. There are three QBs that were drafted, so and played back to back to back. So it happens. So I'd say also target QB. I like Malik Willis in, in Denver, but uh, that's just me. And then if they don't like any QB, then also just go for O tackle, like a Tyler Lindbaum type player, because he is also pretty pretty good and he 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 plays for Iowa, so like I don't know, he's been pretty good. So yeah, O t- just work, focus on that offense. I think receivers are pretty fine. When you got KJ Hamler coming back as a slot guy, you got Judy, Cortland Sutton. Obviously, you got Javante, who drafted this year. He's going to be a stud, as we can already tell from the season. So, I think working on your other key positions, like quarterback and receiver. Because, yeah, also the tight end, no offense, been pretty good, too. So, not receiver or O line. So, yeah, quarterback or O line is where I'm going as a Bronco. I have a friend that goes to Liberty that's also a Broncos fan. So, if they end up with Malik Willis, that would be, that'd be something. Yes. He'd be very happy. Next, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, so if I'm the Raiders, I'm, I, you know, with the loss of Henry Ruggs here, I'm, I'm going wide receiver. I think they're just another team that lacks a wide receiver here. If they wanna, if they wanna add someone across from Max Crosby to add an even deadlier pass rush, I would go there maybe edge. Although I don't think there's that many great available edge rushers there. Yeah, so I think linebacker depth is also really, really um critical there in Las Vegas, and I think they should go linebacker. If they want to help uh, Derek Carr, they should probably get an O-line if there's any good. Like James said, Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa, he's pretty good. And if he's there, I would probably take him. All right, next at the 19th pick, we got the Washington football team. Um, I think this is another team that, like, quarter, they need a quarterback if they don't get one in the offseason, like, in terms of trade or um, free agency. I definitely think that they need to draft one. They have a pretty young offense, so I don't feel like drafting a quarterback would be such a terrible idea. Um, like, a, maybe a guy, again, like Kenny Pickett. I, I don't think Matt Corral will be here by then, but Pickett, Malik Willis, Sam Howell. I don't really think any of the other ones are really first-round worthy. Apparently, Carson Strong is good. But I don't really know a whole lot about him. So. Cause like I feel, uh, I just want to jump in here quickly. Like, now, I just want to say like a lot of these teams, it's like they don't want to pick a QB, but in the situ- in this it's situation, be, it's gonna be interesting. Also. I feel like they have to because they have no shot to like. They no one wants to go first overall and pick Bryce Young. I mean, they would love to be in that situation, but also not be in that situation because that yeah. would mean you have to lose out. Pretty That's much. it. Yeah. So. We'll see if they don't go for a quarter. If they don't go for a quarterback, or if they trade for one or sign one, I definitely think that getting a receiver alongside Terry McLaurin would be a good idea. Their defense is getting back. It's not still not great, but it's kind of getting back into the form that they were in last year, especially without Chase Young. Their defensive line is fine. Their their linebackers are still good. They're good at stopping the run. They need another receiver outside Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel is injury prone and has not been healthy all year. So they need another guy outside. And if you can get maybe a guy like Jahan Dotson, I think that this is actually a pretty decent fit here. And obviously we all love Jahan Dotson, and we're all very much looking forward to where he gets drafted. And I think that Washington is a good – I think that that would be a good spot for him. Let's go J-Dot. Uh, next we got the L.A. Chargers. Uh, James, That's what do you me. think that they should do? I think uh, the Chargers need a kind of another a pairing to Joey Bosa on the other side of that of the D end, and I think a nice another another edge rusher to send some pressure there. Um, on the offensive side, they can also use a tight end because I don't think Jared Cook's going to cut it, and I think they can. 
I mean, there aren't really many good tight ends either. I I can't like name a good tight end in this draft. So. I can't. I know that the, the uh, Notre Dame guy's really good, but I don't know if he's coming out this year. Yeah. So like, if there's no good tight end, then I'd say try to get another edge rusher to pair with Bosa. If there is one available, but. If there's no good edge rusher or tight end they like, I'd say go best available at that point. Because, I mean, this Chargers team isn't terrible, but they, I think they just need a nice, like, just a, a good player in this draft to kind of ramp it up. So, yeah. All right, so next up we got the Dolphins, who have the Niners pick at 21. And I forgot to give the Dolphins to anyone, so James, uh, you can take it. I think the Dolphins also need an edge rusher. I don't know who the edge rushers are, and I know that they picked Jalen Phillips as a linebacker or something like that. I don't but, know who the other one is. So. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Phillips hasn't actually worked out this well, or he hasn't he hasn't been great this year. So I mean, they can use another edge rusher, maybe a cornerback, or like maybe probably a safety. I don't know. They just need defense. Well, they don't need a safety or a corner actually. They just need defensive help, like in the front seven. I think if they target front seven, they should be fine. Just target offense. Uh, if if you solidify the D line, they would go offense. Um, obviously if Jahan's there. Yeah. I, we I don't want Jahan to lose his or just immediately go down the shitter in Detroit, but if he's there and take him. He would be with uh, the Arcan- Jason Cabinda. The Arkansas and Amani or a warrior. Yeah. <laughs> the uh Or they can go David Bell. Yeah, I was just gonna say David Bell from Purdue is really good. John Mechie from Alabama is, he is really good. eligible though. Who Mechie? No Bell. The Bell. I, I know Mechie is don't know. Um and then there's a I think I think his name is Jamison Williams also from Alabama. He's supposed to be really good. And there's an Arkansas receiver, I forget his name. And there's a and there's a USC receiver, Drake London, who's also very good, except he's injured. I think he's been injured all season. So so yeah, next we got the Cincinnati Bengals. And um this team passed on two generational left tackles last year, or tackles last year, in Panay Sewell and Rashawn Slater. So I think that Burrow is gonna just need to get some protection. Their defense is still good. But I think that their offense is maybe just one player away, and Riley Reef is fucking terrible. He was on the Vikings before. Didn't they draft awful. the line second round? Like yeah, that. but I don't. He doesn't play. Oh, and if he does, he plays guard, and their offensive line still isn't great. Right. So I think that like that's what they need to target the most. That that's what Cincinnati should target the most personally. Uh, next at twenty five, we got the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, two words: Jaquan Brisker. That's it. That's all I need. Uh, they need. They need defensive help in that secondary because they'd be getting burned everywhere. So, uh, Jaquan Brisker is the perfect guy for that. They that need would, they need a safety. That would be cool. Boom, Jaquan Brisker. Jaquan and Micah Parsons on the same defense. It would be cool to see Micah and Jaquan Brisker on the same. We're talking a lot about Penn State, geez. But it's the draft. So. Yeah, dude, you got Micah and Jaquan facing off against Saquon and Miles Sanders two times a year. That's hot. Uh, next we got the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Shreeker, what do you think they should do? Yeah, so if I'm the Chiefs, really, it's their defense. Their defense has just been really lackluster this year. And giving, up a little bit. Gi- yeah. yeah, giving Patrick Mahomes a 10-year contract, that doesn't help financially either. So personally, I would go linebacker or cornerback here. Their linebacker depth and cornerback depth isn't really the best right now in its current state. And really, I'm sure there's 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 – there's definitely some really great corners. This draft, I feel like there's a lot of great corner. It's corner heavy. So, really, if there's a best player available and it happens to be a corner, I would pick them. If they if they feel like they need to make a, a big move in a position where, like, I don't know, like maybe like if they want to get like another 
wide receiver if they want to get like another running back if they don't think Clyde is fit enough they could but I don't see them making that big of a controversial decision all right so next up we got the Tennessee Titans this is a team that can kind of go in a lot of different directions I think they can go for maybe a third receiver or maybe even a tight end because Julio Jones is very injury prone I feel like he's a guy that's just always going to be on the injury report always is going to miss a couple games a year and what I've been saying about the Titans is that if they don't have their main stars out there, they, they're not winning anything, and they're going to need to do that. So, again, Drake London, Jahan Dotson, like that, this could be a realistic spot because Julio Jones is, is, isn't going to last too much longer in the league, and, again, he's always hurt. So this could potentially be a spot for them or a tight end. They can also use corner depth. They drafted Caleb Farley this year, but uh, who's been who was good when he played, but then he got injured. Uh, they can also use maybe some run stuffing help, even though that they got a good player in Jeffrey Simmons. They can use another Ojabo. guy there as well. Imagine Ojabo on that defense. I don't know if Ojabo's draft eligible. He is. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Then yeah, that would work. Michigan. He's a Michigan defensive end for those who don't know, and he's uh, opposite of Aiden Hutchinson. And we all watched them in person. And let me just tell you, it was not uh, fun for. It was not fun to watch them, but they are both very good. Uh, next, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I think for this, they just take best available. Either that or maybe get another in, in uh, interior defensive lineman because Vita there lost a tooth. <laughs> no, I think the Bucks are just too good. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I think the Bucks are just too good to like actually focus on a position. I think they just go best available here. I could see them trading the pick in like, the future. They could, but I don't know if they get much value out of it. Right. I don't know. If anything, they go interior defensive lineman and then just – Take the best one available there because they don't really need much. They're too good of a team, in my opinion. So the New England Patriots. Trigger, you got the Patriots. What do you think they should do? Yeah, so if I'm the Patriots, I would be personally going after a wide receiver. I think – that. Uh, okay, look. Kendrick Bourne and uh, – Nelson Aguilar. Jacoby Mars. Jacoby Mars. Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Mars have actually stepped up really well early, uh right now in the season and I think it's not like their defense is really good enough where I really couldn't find like that big of a adjustment where they need to get a a replacement for any player in that defense and with that running back committee too like they don't need a running back they got their QB for the future in Mac Jones so really it it would just be O-line help and a wide receiver really because also tight ends they went heavy with tight ends in the free agency so it really is just O-line help and wide receivers and just bring them back into the most deadly Bill Belichick, high, uh, really great offensive years again. So uh, next is the Green Bay Packers at pick 30. And this is a team also I kind of feel like James was talking about with the Bucks. Just go best player available. If Aaron Rodgers is still there by next year, uh, get him some offensive line protection because he's going to start getting older. I would say get a receiver, but the Packers have proven that they just don't want to draft receivers. They could have drafted a receiver like Denzel Mims or something in the 2020 draft. Last year, they could have gotten Bateman, Rashad Moore, Elijah Moore, or Rashad Moore, what the fuck? Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore. Like They could have gotten any one of those guys. Uh, the year before in 2019, they had two first-round picks, and none of them were used on receivers in a draft where in the second round, Metcalf, 
McLaurin and AJ Brown and a bunch of and other guys, Debo Samuel, were all taken and are all stars in the NFL and they just don't take receivers. So I feel like just best player available. If you're really going to nitpick, obviously it's receiver, but clearly they don't do that. So get someone on the offensive line. Right after that, we got the Baltimore Ravens at 31. I think if I'm the Ravens, I probably should get an edge rusher or just work on that D-line to get more pressure. Um, I think just anything on that D-line would help you. An edge rusher, interior D-lineman, just anything on that D-line to help send pressure is what I would be targeting as a Baltimore Raven. And lastly, we got the Arizona Cardinals picking last. Yeah, and if I right now, uh, it's weird because Cardinals, they don't pick. I feel like they're not in the position to pick best player available. I would personally pick for them either O-line help or a cornerback just to help solidify that secondary. They have Byron Murphy, who's been who's been pretty solid this uh, this this season, and just to pair him with another cornerback would be pretty pretty stellar. They could also just go in the free agency and get a corner in that matter, and O line help just help secure Kyler. Kyler really just wants to be in that pocket and just sling the ball deep, and anything that can keep him in that situation it will just only be better. All right, so that's going to be – that is the preview for our mock draft. We are going to put the link in the description of this again. You can also find it on our Instagram at RouteRunnersPod. Uh, we're going to be promoting the hell out of this website. So we hope that you guys are all going to really enjoy it. And, again, by probably tomorrow afternoon, Friday afternoon at the latest, we're going to have the mock draft fully out with notes um, about everyone and everything. Um and we hope that you guys uh, enjoy that. I think it's going to be awesome to look at, and um, I'm, we're all looking forward to completing it all. Uh, so with that, we will now uh, head into our uh, usual games of the week. Uh, I'll kick it off. I am going to go with the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. That is my game of the week. Uh, the Bills are have been very up and down this year. They have not beat a team over 500 at all. Uh, which is very interesting to see because last year they kind of just did that to everyone. The only team that we have seen them beat over 500 is the Kansas City Chiefs uh, before they kind of came back into form. Uh, the Bills have been struggling, and it's uh, but it's a home game for them. It's going to be huge for Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. And the Patriots, they've won six games in a row. Everyone's talking about them potentially being a Super Bowl threat. Well, the Patriots have beaten pretty good teams. But to go on the road in Buffalo, divisional game in the cold weather, out uh, again, cold weather outside for Mac Jones is going to be real interesting. And I don't know. We can, uh, like, again, I can see a lot of things happening here. I can see Bill Belichick just planning perfectly. He usually takes away your best weapon, which would be Stephon Diggs. So the Bills are going to have to run the ball. And against his Patriots defense, it's hard to do that. So, But then also when you go to the other side, you got a rookie quarterback in a very hostile environment in a divisional game. So I think that it's going to be kind of a lower scoring game. I I see kind of a bigger game for slot guys like Cole Beasley and Jacoby Myers on the other side. So we'll see what happens, but I, I'm really excited. I think that this could potentially swing the tides in the AFC. If the, if the Patriots could win this game, they are truly for real. And if the Bills can win this game, which as they should, I think that they are back into being one of the top teams in the league. So for the next game of the week, I will hand it, I'll hand it to Shreeker. Yeah, so my game of the week is Seahawks Niners. Seahawks just came out out of a brutal loss to the Washington defense. Well, pretty much the Washington defense, but 
the Washington football team. And it 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 looks like Russ still has some juice left in left in him, but that team overall just doesn't. And it's it's gonna be a fight. I think the loss of Debo is pretty big, and we'll try to maybe even it out a little bit for that for the matchup. But I just think it's it's gonna be the Niners scoring and Russ just trying to fight back with them. I think. Hopefully it's a shootout. I really could see it becoming a shootout over uh, near in the third, fourth quarter. And I think overall it's going to be a great game. So my game of the week is the um, Chargers-Bengals. Look, I mean, the Bengals are looking like another t- uh, top threat in the AFC. They probably could win this division. And they're, they're back to their early season form. They're explosive-ass offense. And we know the Chargers have a good offense too. So I think this also could be a shootout game. I think I think this is going to be kind of shades of the um, Joe Burrow Baker Mayfield battle we saw last year, where it was kind of just like just touchdowns galore, and I think it could happen again. That'd be really cool too, because these are really these are two high powered offenses, and I'd like to see that. Uh, a nice big game from Jamar Chase will probably happen because he should he has to kick things back into it, and so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see this game. It's gonna be a fun game to watch. It's gonna be cool to see Burrow versus Herbert. That's about, yeah. It's oh been, yeah. It's been a um, heated debate as of recent. All right. So now it's time for locks and upsets. Uh, I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure if I mentioned this on the last one, but everyone went one and one, including Jason. I, I'm pretty sure I did mention it, but um, uh, we'll, I was posted about it. Yeah. So uh, my lock of the week. I'm going simple here. I'm going with the Bucks over the Falcons. The Falcons had a good win over the Jags last week, but again, it's the Jags. The Bucks, I think, are fully back into form. Whether they get Antonio Brown back or not, I don't care. I don't see the Falcons winning this game at all. The The Bucks last year, when they play, had to play in Atlanta, were down, and they ended up coming back and winning, and that was kind of what sparked their Super Bowl run. And I think that they are totally fine at this year. They're even better. They're running the ball really well, and I think they're going to beat down the Falcons. So, uh, Shrieker, what is your luck? Yeah, so so my lock of the week this week is Yeah, so my lock of the week is Vikings over Lions, I think. Don't do that to me. I'm sorry, but I have to. <laughs> I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Yeah, so the the Vikings just I mean the Lions as desperate as they can be, they're just not a good team. I think we can all collectively say that. And the Vikings, you know, they're just looking for another easy win to just stay afloat in the playoff race, stay Stay within contention for a play, good playoff seed. So I mean, expect a lot of run game. Special, expect maybe like at least minimum three highlights from at least Jay Jettis and Adam Thielen. It's gonna be a big game from those two. Also, expect an MVP type game from Kirk Cousins. Don't do that to me. It's Kirk that would Sember, be amazing. baby. I would like that. Kirk right. Sember. Uh, so my lock. Kirk, I also, oh yeah, you're right. It is, yeah, it's now December. That's yeah, fucking crazy. Kirk, Kirk Ember. December Kirk. <laughs> December. Uh, so my lock. I also went simple. Uh, Rams over Jags. Need I say more? Like a rookie QB versus an elite Rams defense. Who's I mean, who's been struggling? And the Rams have lost three straight. But I think, like I said in the last podcast, this is their game to kind of put things back into gear or switch things back into gear. And I think a nice win over a crappy Jags defense and offense. A nice, a nice win over a Jags team is what the Rams need. So boom, Rams over Jags. So, uh, upsets of the week. Uh, no one got their upset right last week. So, I'm obviously going to go with the best team in the NFL. That's the New York Giants uh, on the road against the Miami Dolphins. 
There weren't a whole lot I loved. There are a couple that I like the spread. Like I, I kind of like um, the Broncos to cover the spread on the road against the Chiefs on Sunday night. But uh, I think that the Giants have a chance to win. The Giants have not looked that terrible recently. Their defense has been playing really well. And I think that with the Dolphins, if you can contain Jalen Waddle, they don't really have a whole lot of other offensive skill players that can absolutely kill you. And I feel like the Giants' defense is capable enough of being able to stop them. So I think that the the Giants, this is also going to kind of be a lower-scoring game. I think Saquon Barkley hasn't really had that blow-up game ever since that game against the Saints early on in the year. So I feel like it could be this one, and I feel like the Giants are going to win this game on the road and stop the Dolphins' streak. So my upset is the Washington football team over the Raiders. Look, the football team have been good. They've been on a nice win streak. They beat the Bucs, and they beat Seahawks, but Seahawks can't really say much about it. So, And then this Raiders team, although they just came off a win against the Cowboys, I think this Washington football defense is kind of finally putting back into form as they feel like they're – they're like preseason top 10 form. And then obviously Antonio Gibson is kind of, I don't know what happened, but something hit his head right. So he's figuring shit out. Or Go Ron Rivera is kind of using him right now. So, and Taylor Heineke is looking like a nice system QB. So I think football teams picking things up. I think they can get a nice win over the Raiders and kind of start to bring themselves into playoff contention. Shrieker? Yeah, so my upset this week is I'm picking the Pats over the Bills. I know, hot take, hot take alert. It's not really a hot take. Average take, average yeah, take. To me, it's not a hot take. But, I, yeah, I think it's just it's going to be a pretty even match. I don't know why. The Bills are favored, but I just don't think they're a complete team right now. They just don't look like it this season. They they just really don't have – there's there was a sense of swagger to them last year, I feel. You know, they were just they were just one step, I feel, ahead of everyone else. They, they just looked like it. They were polished. They were clean. Josh Allen was just moving there, moving so nice out there. Here he just looks weird, you know. So it it's gonna look. Uh, I think I'm I'm picking a bill. <laughs> I'm picking a Pat's win here. I'm thinking Mac Jones at least two point five touchdowns, and it's gonna be a great game. So that's gonna do it for us here at the Route Runners Podcast. Thank you guys all for listening. Again, check out our website that we're gonna put in the description, and follow us on Instagram at Route Runners Pod. We're going to be posting polls and updating you guys on our locks and upsets each and every week, as we always do. And we're just going to keep on pushing out content and check out our mock draft that, again, we're going to have either by the latest Friday afternoon. So we hope that you guys enjoy that, and we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, hope that you guys all enjoy week 13. Good luck to everyone, and uh, thank you, and we will see you guys soon. See you. See you.